The Secrets of Star Wars is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. Hi, this is Ashley Eckstein, the voice of Ahsoka Tano from Star Wars, and you're listening to the Secrets of Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you. You're listening to The Secrets of Star Wars, Episode 79. Hello there. It's a power that Jedi have that lets them control people and make things float. Impressive. Every word in that sense was wrong. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I find your lack of faith disturbing. It's against my programming to impersonate a dead. That's not how the Force works. Force is with me, and I am with the Force, and I fear nothing. Remember, the Force will be with you, always. Hey everyone, I'm Thomas Sanjuro, filling in for Father Fett this week, and you're listening to The Secrets of Star Wars, where we talk about everything connected to that galaxy far, far away, including the deeper themes and meanings. Today we're covering the latest episode of The Bad Batch, episode 6, called Decommissioned. And we have another light crew tonight, as Mike Creevy is joining me. Hi Mike. Hey, Thomas, how's it going? It's going all right. Looking forward to this one. This is an exciting episode, I thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought so, so too. Uh, before we get started, we have some patrons to thank. Uh, we'd like to thank Teresa J., David L., Kristen H., Morrowind, and Natasha V. Your generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue The Secrets of Star Wars and all the shows at StarQuest. If any other listeners would like to join them, please be sure to visit sqpn.com slash give. So, Mike, we both missed last week, so I'm going to do my best to stay focused on this show. <laughs> because, you know, but I do have to mention how much I loved Mushi, and especially the scene where Wrecker establishes yes. his position as the alpha, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, that was, I was waiting to, 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 to get into that, and of course couldn't make it last week. But that was so, I just loved just like seeing them get so tuckered out. Was absolutely right. hilarious. <laughs> they just couldn't so, keep going. Couldn't even lift their arms anymore. Oh. And Mushi just happened to be the first one to fall. <laughs> well, and, and did I? Father sent an email out because I know I, I didn't have a chance to catch last week's episode either. Normally, I, I'm able to listen too, mm-hmm. but uh, so I'm totally blank on on how they they uh, what they covered last week. But uh, th- did you get a chance to listen to them at all? Or? I hadn't listened to them at, to theirs okay. yet either. So. So, if, so if if they covered it, we apologize. But but uh, yeah, I was curious about the email Father sent out. I'd have to look into it more about. If it's if it's officially confirmed yet that that's not the same rancor. Oh, it is so not. I don't know. There, it is yeah, not. It okay, is not. So the, did, the, the rancor in happier. Uh, yeah, the rancor <laughs> in Return of the Jedi is is officially named Patissa. I think that's no, that's uh, right. Her name, and it's even like because like, the the handler. If if you get one of the expanded episodes, the yeah, scene, like, the handler goes over and he's talking to it and he says, "Oh, Patissa," and like I remember, yeah, stuff, so. yeah, okay. Yeah, so this is well, Mushi is not uh, apparently yeah. uh, Jabba needed several rancors to to fill his uh, his pits of doom. <laughs> I guess so. Oh my goodness! Uh, when you're but when you're that. a gambler like that, you know you got to have your pugs, right? That's the, yeah. <laughs> get your get your dogs that, that you that you love. I did think that was such a great twist because I I did think for what it's worth, I couldn't tell close up that it was Bib Fortuna originally mm-hmm. in the hologram. I I thought for a second I I thought it might be uh, Cham Sindula, and I was like. Ah. And I'm seeing like a green kid. I'm like, dude, if they if they like introduce Hera, like that would be so cool. And that's like oh, a that nickname or something. But 
but yeah, I, I, I'm so much, I honestly, I'm happier that it is what they did with it because I, I'm just sitting there with such a twist. So I really did enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it was great. It was great to see Bib Fortuna appear. It's, it's nice yeah. to see the different interpretations that these characters take. You know, I keep harping yeah. on it, but I love the art and how the art is very unique oh, yeah. to this, uh, to this yep. show. And we'll talk about another couple as we go through. Uh, this and that is, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this to the uh, the fans before of, of the show here, but I did send it to everybody on the uh, the panel because we have some some great conversations in Slack. <laughs> and uh, I, I almost always whenever I get uh, deli meat at the grocery store in the kiosk, I can't help myself putting some Star Wars character name. And so when I got some chipped ham the other day, I was Bib Fortuna. Bib and Fortuna. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm guessing that the people there may not have gotten the reference. <laughs> you know, if I put down Lord Vader or, or Obi-Wan, right, I might right. know, but yeah, the obvious I've done ones, that too. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go for more like tertiary characters. That's good. I'm, I'm going to start doing that at Starbucks. So that's that's, uh, oh, that's yeah. my new it's thing. So find, the, find the third rank characters yeah. and start using those. <laughs> it's not even like it's awkward. Like they don't call the names out. You know what I mean? They just right. print the thing now. But you Bingo. Know, <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> no, but see, at Starbucks, they have to call the name, right? So we'll, well see who's we'll got yeah. the cred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this week's episode, I think, is kind of really starting to open up this story because mm -hmm. uh, the team finally has a patron of sorts. And yeah. there's a little more gold to their efforts, but there's also another wrench in the tail, which was really kind of um, striking. What did you think about this episode overall? I I really enjoyed it. I, I think it was a good blend. It, I, and actually, it's funny because I... Had to go back and double check. Um, it's much shorter than I realized mm -hmm. at first, you know, so it wasn't it wasn't like 21 minutes, 22 minutes, yeah. something like that. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought it was it was just I, I feel like it achieved everything it set out to achieve. Right. Um, and uh, I agree that, you know, it's the way that they're kind of uh, sort of plugging them in with Sid and this network, you know, really kind of um, opens up a lot of, of possibilities. I think it makes sense. It's an arrangement that makes sense. We can maybe talk about more then, but, uh, um, when I, and I like how she's, she's a fun character. She's a sympathetic character, but you don't fully trust her per se. Right. Like she's kind of out for herself. Um, you know, she's and one of Obi-Wan's connections, right? Right. <laughs> it's kind of like, right. yeah, it's a good guy because Obi-Wan's connected with them. <laughs> right. And that's, and I couldn't remember that's, I couldn't remember if, and I don't know if they talked about this last week. I didn't get a chance to go back and look and see if she was in. Clone Wars before I that, that's where I hadn't you know seen if, if she was actually um in previous episodes so I'm a little hazy on that I know she's a Clone Wars contact yeah you know, if, but if uh, she was, I know Echo she, hadn't seen her yeah if she was she right. hadn't been voiced yet so okay she may have been mentioned but not voiced but I'm not I'm not sure. even sure they had gone that far with it uh, because okay. this is this is the third Cheers actor to join yes. the crew of um, of Star Wars, so uh, it's nice nice to have a few oh. more on board there. But she does a great job with the role too. So so brilliant to have you know Rio Perala, you know, like running like because you could have had her doing all sorts of stuff. She could be a mechanic, she could be whatever, mm -hmm. but like to have her be a a, a bar you know uh, manager owner kind of thing. That's that's pretty fun. So um. Uh, we'll just go, we'll go through the go through this, the episode and kind of uh, shoot at different parts of it. Um, so we open with a training scene. Uh, Omega's trying out her new Zygerian crossbow, um, which I, I thought it was interesting that they put her under Echo's tutelage for this. You know, it wasn't Hunter or anybody. It was Echo was the yeah. one they chose to to tutor on this. And um, she's not great, but as anyone who's done any archery can tell you, she's not really that bad. <laughs> this is actually for your first time doing archery with a bow that's obviously too heavy for you. Uh, she's doing yeah. a pretty good job. <laughs> she, yeah, she's not 
you know, like breaking anything except and for she, the bar. She progresses, you know, right? as she goes even in this episode. But yeah. Yep. Um, and so uh, she's she's doing a pretty good job. And uh, Echo's doing a pretty good job of teaching her. He's just they've still got that yeah. military thing to them. Like, right. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. And yep. it's kind of they need to tone it down because it's a kid, you know, encourage right. her. She's doing a good job. <laughs> yep, Keep her going. Right. She's like, I hit it three times. He's like, out of 12. Do it again. <laughs> oh, Until you my. get all of them on there. You're, we're not done. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, uh, and sadly, we don't get to see her finish the training because Sid interrupts and kind of voluntells the team that they have a mission. <laughs> she, mm-hmm. She's got a mission for them, and they're going to do it. And Hunter tries to kind of wrestle the reins back from her and is promptly shut down, <laughs> which is yep. very much Rhea Perlman thing. That's the, she, she makes oh, sure yeah. that the ball is in her court. The whole time <laughs> well you know and um and i loved I, my, my i wrote down i don't know if you're going to mention this but I, I loved it you know when when uh tech starts to try to comment about the the tactical droids and she's like right. this is my briefing goggles my briefing. you know just like <laughs> you know it's it's it reminds me a little bit of just the snarkiness of han a little you know mm-hmm. um and i always think of uh you know just just casually like just storming down the the, the hallway in the millennium falcon and just say right. to BB-8, you know, move ball. It's just always one of my favorites. <laughs> well, so, yeah, those, she's... You've got those good, like, one-line descriptions yeah. or, or one-word descriptions of people, you know, like, yeah. calls a... Goggles. Goggles. <laughs> yeah, it's just that's it's that quippy, like, just being able to pin something. It's very poetic, almost, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and was it the last episode where she said, like, Wrecker, like, says he wants to do the mission, and she's like, oh, look, it talks. Right. Like, she's it's just, like, <laughs> and really, he looks like, so hurt. Like, the the, yeah. the way they He's put like, his face is like, oh, well, of course I talk. Why, why wouldn't I talk? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she's she's sharp. Yep. So, uh, and we get it. It's a standard infiltration mission, right? Just sneak mm-hmm. in, pick up a special tactical droid, and um, and get out. No problem. These guys have probably done a thousand of these right and uh mm-hmm. so my wife is like okay so now we're adding kind of some larceny into the into the mix and i'm like come on they're command yeah. they're commando drones right. uh, commando uh, <laughs> you know, clones right. that's what they do <laughs> yes finally they're back to actual work that they know what they're doing with <laughs> yeah yeah and so uh they get there and they've realized that there are um droids that are like the municipal droids are defending uh mm-hmm. the, the facility and so uh, they're going to recover this tactical uh, droid that is a very valuable commodity, as Sid points out, uh, because it'll help beat the clones, which is, you know, kind of adds another reason to the Empire's wanting to switch away from the clone armies. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the case being built of why yeah. they don't want the clones anymore, right? And, um, and I love that factory, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah or not, not really a factory, I guess, but like a... a... Psychic what would it be facility. called? <laughs> right. Yes. It's, well, it was funny because it's, it's like the, it's like the, the, the extreme other end of that giant factory from episode exactly. two. Exactly. Yeah. That's, I was you know, but just very like, much reminded of that. Right. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys, I got, this is sort of random, but I got like a Terminator two vibe a little bit. <laughs> just yeah. With the like molten, the melting multi. Yeah. There's melting, a little bit of that battle going on. Yeah. That's very true. And, and somebody else pointed out that, uh, and at least from some of the video games, I remember like when you'd be inside the sand crawler, you mm-hmm. know, where they had like a little like molten smelting kind of like area in there, you know, just for, for their work and stuff. So it's very much that like just a great setting for a, a chaotic kind of battle with lots of danger, you know, right. What's not to like. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's yeah. fantastic. Well, and I was really mm-hmm. proud of the team too, because this time they ended up giving Omega 
uh, not a dramatically important role, but they actually gave her something to do, <laughs> you know, just right. watch for the droid. And it's kind of an afterthought, but it actually turns out to be an important part of the team right. rather than just leaving her on the ship. You know, you stay there and we'll we'll go right. take care of this kind of thing. Yeah. And then Wrecker. <laughs> or Wrecker. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're reminded early on that he's not fond of heights. And then Hunter just goes, you know, you go up to the very tippy top yeah. and yeah, watch out. You keep look out up there. Well, and the way they tell them, they're like, and they're, they're pestering him. Like, over there, like, what's taking you so long? And they're like, yeah. just, just go do it. It's like, easy for you to say. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's standing there just so upset. It's like, this has to be him. Well, and I just love his you complaint. Know? It's that, that was, that was a crosshair's job. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, crosshair's not with us anymore, Wrecker. You right. need to go take care of this. Oh, so. my gosh. Well, then I love it. He gets up there and like they're, they're telling him he needs to get across at that. This is a little bit, a little bit ahead of things, but like he needs to get across to that other spot and he looks down and it's not the pit of molten metal that he's worried about. Right. Right. It's, it's the height. Right. It's the distance it's down to it. Far you up. Know? <laughs> like, oh, my God. Of course, you're not going to survive when you land in the, me- the molten metal, <laughs> but it's the fall that he's really worried about. <laughs> oh, man. So they, uh, I love his character. He's just a fantastic addition oh, yeah. to the team. Yeah, and and so each one of them has this, you know, just critical. Like you, if any of them was missing, the episode would be missing something. You right. Know? Um, and it's interesting that they've now gone. Is it two? Well, two whole episodes now, or is it even more than that? I'm trying to think. When's the last time we saw Crosshair? Was that episode four? It might have. Or been. We saw him a little bit. Yeah, because we didn't see him. I know he we, with the he wasn't room. in the right. He wasn't in that. So I'm. I would be surprised if he's not in the next one. Yeah. You know, or if there's really, some kind of Tarkin or because it's I feel like if you go one more, you start to lose that that plot thread. Right. Yeah. Well, they've, so, they've mentioned him in both of these. You know, it's like this was Crosshair's right. com link. Now it's this, uh, you know, yep. this was Crosshair's job. So they're trying to fill in all the all the right. blanks. But you really do. You, yeah, I think we need to see him again pretty soon now. So the mission goes south, of course, because, you know, it couldn't just be a piece of cake. <laughs> No cakewalks on this one. Uh, when they discover that there's another team going for the same droid, right? So somebody sneaks yep. by, grabs the droid head, runs off with it, and uh, very quickly the, the fight over the MacGuffin ensues. <laughs> yes. So they, everybody's got to get it, right? <laughs> and um, I don't know, did, it, did you immediately catch on to who this was? Because my family was all like, I did not. Yay! <laughs> my, I did not. Was, as, soon as, as soon as she opened her thing and started talking and said, yeah. uh, and they said Rafa, she, they, they all, but especially the girls, the girls were like, yeah. oh, yay, this is the sisters. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what sisters? <laughs> I, and, and this is where I did make a note, and the way I wrote it, I stand by the way I wrote it, just because it's a little you know, kind of like poking a little bit just because I'm curious and maybe I'm totally wrong on this. But the way I wrote it, the first the first thing that came to mind, I was like, did we deserve a Han cameo? You know, mm. that, that was the way I was originally thinking about it, because I thought now um, I'll just just for a second, if I can, you know, because I was wondering, like, we're going to Corellia. And as soon as they say Corellia, I thought, well, that's kind of cool because we haven't you know been there in a while. And then and it was so well done, the animation on it, that, that it really linked in so well with like Solo and especially mm-hmm. the beginning, you know, Solo. And so I was just thinking, I was like, you know, and of course, the whole debate, like how many old characters do we want to see? But, you know, for me, I just I kind of go with Andrew on this. Where it's just like, just give me Star Wars, like more like all the right. Star Wars you can like all the time. I know Andrew it's always okay says that. that it all so, ties together. It's OK. Right. And, and, I, and, and like, I, I wouldn't want you to force it. But by the same token, I was kind of thinking like. 
I think I was just getting preemptively excited about the idea of like, you know, he would be about basically Omega's age or maybe a little older than her, you know, like right. late teens or so. But I was, but I was thinking like, as soon as you saw someone run on the conveyor and I'm like, oh man, here's this like scrappy kind of scoundrel, like, you know, just the way that he described when he's trying to get on, um, uh, Tobias Beckett's team, you mm-hmm. know, and he's, he's arguing his case. Like I've been, you know, uh, doing all this since I was 10 years old or whatever. And he's like listing all the stuff he can do. And I was just like, oh man, this would be a really cool little window into that. Right. And well, it was they'd already done to be, the so. double mention too. So it's on Corellia and then they'd already yep. mentioned the quat, uh, yep. <laughs> quat as a, as a place, which is if anybody who knows expanded universe. That's kind of a, mm-hmm. a Han Solo connected place as well. So, so bottom line, I mean, I, I think I, I no regrets. I mean, I, I do like where it went. Um, and I, I, I do fully admit that probably my, my attitude towards the, the, the Martez sisters in this episode is largely shaped by the fact that it wasn't what I was just in those <laughs> few, like that two minute period, uh, thinking that it could be. Um, but you know, I mean, it's, I, I guess it's very unlikely, obviously now, like you're, they're not going to go back to Corellia or something, you know, so like right. you're not going to. You know, if they want to pursue something with a young Han, it's going to have to be something else. And I don't know if part of that might have been any, you know, fear of touching that storyline because of mixed opinions about the Solo movie, which personally, I I really liked it. You know, I I don't really have a, a problem with Solo. Absolutely. Nothing but love around here for it. I and and we've talked about this before. I, I mean, my personal opinion is that the the Solo backlash, I think, had more to do maybe with Last Jedi backlash and just... Mm-hmm. too close release date and just all the all that that's a whole other thing but but yeah I, I you know i liked it we've always enjoyed it um i know there's a big fan following you know and the all the hashtag solo too and all that kind of stuff so anyway i just thought it might be kind of interesting to see like a young Han, a young Han. you know and in his teens or something you know but uh eh, no no big deal so i, I was just... surprised you know when she jumps down and lifts up the face mask. I, I was kind of that was neat because it was it was a twist and I wasn't expecting it. Right. You know, so, yeah. yeah. And then again, the new art <laughs> kind of threw me because I was like looking at him. Yeah. Like, are, you, are you sure? Because they've got they've got the yeah. whole suit on first off. So all you see is their face, which makes it kind of difficult anyway. But then, you know, the new art kind of threw me for a little bit. And, and my girls were all like, no, 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 that's that's the sisters. Remember from incident? They were it was it was a great dad moment. You know, they were explaining to me a bit of Star Wars lore. And I there was and I was <laughs> not in the know. So good on you, girls. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Good and that is, and if, if just one quick addendum to what you were saying about the the, uh, the the art and everything too. Like, I mean, I don't know about you, but like, I'd say I'm at the point now where I I don't think of it as watching a cartoon. Like, it's really, just, it's a, yeah, it's it's a category that doesn't exist in my mind anymore with it because it's just mm-hmm. how incredible it is. You know, it's the, um, all of the cinematography is so good. It, it's just really the way the camera angles are, the way that the lighting, lighting is done. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> And it's intense, yeah. like it really. And, and they feel they feel like real people, you know. Like I yes. feel like these are. It's like it was, you know. Like there were a few moments where I just thought this could be live action. It would be no different mm-hmm. than the way my brain's interpreting it. No. Right. I mean, so the that's... only thing that's keeping it from that is like the stylized, which I think they're yeah they're trying to make sure that they keep that. But you know, and, and oh, then yeah. you also see in this, there's a lot of intensity to the fights, and um, everything's like really choreographed very well, and and done in a way that it looks realistic. So it's not, it's not this kind of like bold clone standing there shooting at everything and not really caring about being missed by all these blaster bolts. They're really hiding behind stuff and keeping themselves down. 
and the motion seems to hurt. very fluid. And, and that's I know there's a much you know, there's a very different style, obviously, between Clone Wars and, and Rebels. But as much as I love Rebels, it, it's it's it can be very choppy. You know, they run in a very mm-hmm. like, you know, unrealistic, you know, kind of uh, almost video game type right. sometimes like angle. And and I mean, that's fun, too. But but that's that's not what it when I watch this, it, it just feels. And I don't know if it, is any of this motion capture. I, I don't know. I don't I'm think sure it, it is. probably is. They've, they've gotten some, to okay. a point. Yeah, they've gotten to a point or where mocap is so easy that because um, I know they I know they mocap that that big fight between Ahsoka and Maul, but mm-hmm. like you could, but that was a really you know high right. visibility, important high stakes kind of thing. So, but uh, yeah, it just it feels great, you know, or it feels very organic, you know, mm-hmm. when you watch it. Yeah, no, they've definitely got it down to a science, and I'm loving yeah. it. Yeah. No. Give me more. <laughs> give me yeah. give me as much as you guys are ready for, right? <laughs> yep. So, all right. So, Clone Force ninety nine and the sisters find themselves in a fight for their lives against the municipal droid forces and a bid to get the droids' remains out of the facility. And it's a classic instance of the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? <laughs> because they uh, they decide, okay, we got to team up to get out of here because this is not going to go well. Um, and so it takes a little while, but eventually uh, they start working together pretty well. And um, in the middle of the fight, the, probably the most intense scene is this combination of things that happens where Omega is trapped on the on the conveyor belt. She's about to be dropped into uh, the, one of the melting pots. And at the same time, we have Wrecker needing to help out. And so he has to jump across the chasm like we were mm. saying earlier. <laughs> but then he gets shot and he falls. And while he's falling, his headaches are starting to mean a little bit more. They're not just normal wear and tear. And yeah, then he, he hits his head again and yeah, it's, it's more exactly. intensified. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and you know, that's my, my oh. wife keeps saying every time he hits his head, my wife keeps saying, I hope that knocked him back. Right. I hope that knocked him back. Right. right. <laughs> she's getting really invested in this thing. And so when he stood and up and, and started doing worse the good now. soldier, yeah, yes, it's getting worse. Soldier so. thing that, that, uh, we're all like, ah, we knew it was coming. And so, well, and, and, and on that note, I, I think it's really brilliant to have it be him that they're going to pursue this dilemma with, I think, mm-hmm. because remember, help specific at the beginning the the sort of you know jostling back and forth between him and and um and uh tech like teasing him mm-hmm. he's like there's the programming kicking in record he's like oh, i like to blow stuff up because i like you know and right. record is like very much like i'm not programmed i'm me and i think it's very interesting that now like we're gonna I th- we're totally gonna get that where he really has to i'm just assuming you know that he's really gonna be put in this position of having to choose like that over the programming i think right. that's gonna be a potentially really cool plot exploration, you know, and, and theme for, for thought and discussion and, and all that, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and they're doing such a great job because this has always been my thing. Uh, the Clone Wars is such an interesting property because you have these clones that are manufactured organic beings that are completely pliant, but are coming to discover themselves right and that Mm -hmm. that was like the whole thing about the clone wars and then the very end is they're given this order that they cannot refuse and they have to turn Mm -hmm. on these people that they've come to trust that they've come to to admire and respect in many cases and and to serve and have come to trust them and to to give them back a sense of humanity right right and on the turn of that you have the droids who never have uh a true independence, but always have this level of snark and uh, yeah. individuality, you know, that is interesting. Even, but... in, even in this, as, as the ones on the, the conveyor started to woken up and the ones like, did we win? Right. You know, We're like, just asking yeah. about, like they're There's, curious about the it, state of the clone war. Exactly. It's you know? ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, uh, this is okay. Uh, so 
And so you always had that moment where the, the, the clones acted like robots, but were being woken up to being human. And the, the droids acted like snarky humans, right. but were right. constantly <laughs> locked into but, this, this means yeah. of having to not as much range with them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting to see this. And then and they kind of play it up here, too, because in the end, um, you know, Wrecker seems to get himself back. He drops down to distract the municipal droids. He's fighting everybody off. And Tech and Rafa uh, go through this uh, system of jury rigging the tactical droid to help turn all of the old droids, like you were saying, in the facility, uh, mm-hmm. wakes them all up. And the clones are worried because they're like, okay, well, as soon as they wake up, they're going to fight us, right? And right. Tech and Rafa are like, no, 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 we can, we can switch the programming. And so mm-hmm. there's like this, okay, we can change the programming thing. And so that's kind of, you, you see yeah. that theme being built into it. So if you can really do it with, yeah, with, right. with the droids. And yeah. by the way, did you love, I, did you catch, I loved that line. I'm sure you did, but the, um, that just it was kind of a throwaway line but it was so funny i i just laughed out loud when uh when she's like we need a diversion and then like i forget which which sister said it and then of course just to be like in charge she repeats it and then she's right. like is there an echo in here and is then there an echo in here? like yes <laughs> it's like it's like uh, just so it just goof like just goofy but perfect you know like what yeah. my name's right, echo, name's echo? Like, <laughs> okay it was a little reminiscent to me of because it in the middle of a pretty intense scene for some reason, just that really well-balanced humor. I love in Dr. Strange. It's one of my favorite lines mm-hmm. when, when, um, Caecilius is there and they first meet and he's like, you know, such, such and such Mr. And he's like, it's doctor actually, you know? And he's like, Mr. Doctor, it's strange. <laughs> Perhaps, you know, whatever. It's just, <laughs> right? it's just such a stupid, like, and they never recover uh, from it. Yeah. No, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's not really important. Let's just move on. Like, like almost like it wasn't scripted kind of thing. So, but that was that was fun, you know. Just throw that in there. <laughs> diversion. And always the meta, the meta name and stuff like that is. Yeah, we gotta yeah. gotta use the echo thing at some at some point. Yep. Right? And I don't know that they have yet. That was that was pretty I think good. That was the first time they've actually. Yeah. It. Yeah. All right. So then, um, you know, as they part ways, um, I, I think you know they, they solve everything. They get the 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 droids help them, and I love how they're like like running out of the facility under the cover of a bat droid, right? Where he's like walking yeah. out, defending them as they're running out to the to the sister <laughs> ship. And yeah. uh, you know, they manage their way off the planet. Uh, and Hunter, um, you know, he turns the they had tech had ended up storing the tactical droids uh, information in the the control rod that he had used to fix it. And we see the droids head destroyed and the sisters think they aren't getting away with nothing, but they have it. And Hunter turns it over to them because again, we see his kind of understanding that beyond just completing the mission, there's something more important to be done here. And these sisters mm-hmm. kind of have a connection to it. So out of all of the clones, he seems to be the furthest away from this good soldiers follow orders line of thinking. And that's, kind of where we started with you know crosshair having a problem with him not completing the mission right and we've come to this deeper place where now he's realizing okay yeah maybe we do need to be asking these questions maybe we do need to be seeing where where we fit into this thing not just surviving but how are we going to relate to the empire now well and i'm sure you know and a lot of that's just again their journey of really discovering their own free will or i mean they've known they have free will but i mean they they, they never really found themselves in a situation of, of questioning before their purpose and, and i mean it was like where this is what we were literally made for and mm-hmm. then that isn't right anymore and it's like 
okay you know like and and i love even like the the attitude when uh was it i think in the last episode when sid i think says something about mercenary right work and, and echo or one of them's like mercenary you know and it's like yeah not a, but as he says it he's like that oh yeah that is that is what we are now like it's just right we don't have anybody that we're serving yeah yeah like oh those mercenaries that's us you know or even well in the um cut and run episode too you know mm-hmm. he's like instinctively like you're trusting a deserter he's like why not we're deserters we're deserters <laughs> like, yeah oh yeah you know hmm. i love it tech tech seems to have like the the best idea of where they are where they fit and everything but he's not yeah. he's not charismatic right. enough or a leader enough to like really right. kind of lay it out <laughs> yeah you know he's yeah. just at certain yeah. points he's gonna go yeah, I mean, have you not thought of this yet? <laughs> well, and it's funny too because they they do. It's it it seems like it's it's almost like they're discovering the and the main, these main guys from the from the Bad Batch have really discovered, and it it's not taken them as long. Like it's it was always there, but it's like they're discovering that their loyalty there's more of a loyalty to each other mm-hmm. than than they realized. You know, uh, just just in and of itself. Right. Not not just because they were part of this bigger mission, but that there's something even deeper. And it's like, that's going to be if they can save Crosshair, because I feel like the Star Wars assumption is that he'll be redeemed. But there is part right. of me that's kind of like, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, like, it's I, I don't want that to happen, but I, I do like that you don't. They're making it difficult to just assume that by just having him just completely have no compunction whatsoever about right. blowing away innocent unarmed people. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, because this is a kids show. Remember? Yeah. No, well, but, but you know, that's one of those the original like, Star Wars was too. Like the original yeah. Star Wars, I think we forget that a lot. That the original Star Wars was that way too. And Vader doesn't get uh-huh. a free pass, right? No. In, in the end, he <laughs> yes, he has a heroic death, but he has a death, and it's redemptive. Well, how how well would he have been received into the community after you know what I mean? Right. Like because I I thought the same thing with Kylo, you know, in, in episode mm-hmm. nine, where it's like as much as I wanted him to survive, I was still like he had them kill that entire town of people on Jakku. Right. He had you know it's like there's some things that like you don't just like well he's a good guy now. It's like prison, you know, for maybe you're like forever. You know what I mean? Like right. like at least or or some kind of I mean because. Yeah, that is, you know, for, forgiveness isn't an easy pill to swallow. <laughs> well, especially you not know, on that scale, right? No, I mean, that's so that, yeah, I think that is good that the stakes are are higher, you know, but yeah. It'll be interesting to see where they go with it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. No, it's, it's, about, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see where they go yeah. yeah, the programming. Yeah, exactly. That's what it comes back to, right? Yeah. So, and how Crosshair is still very much committed to that, like, the original, like, the big picture thing, like, that they were all supposed to be. Like, he's, he's not willing to let that go, where they just seem to have this this allegiance to each other you know so it'll yeah it'll be cool to see how that plays out yeah and then they're they're kind of finding that for omega too so omega's kind of fitting into that family schema for it. well and echo too i think that's something that you know we've taken for granted but echo really is being incorporated as part of the team as well well and and with omega just real quick because this because she's i love how they've really made her such a wonderful character in her own right where honestly i for the last two episodes i haven't really found myself primarily wondering about what her deal is and who she is and what the big right. mystery is, but that is still there and, and mm-hmm. they're going to bring that out. But I think they've been, they're not dangling it in front of you. Like, like the carrot just kind of like, like, okay, enough. Like, you know, so they, they really just made her oh, just a wonderful, you know, character, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. She's very well-rounded and fits into the, to all the stuff that's going on Yeah, and, and has her own place among amongst them. And, and as, as a part of the team, that's what I really like that, that they actually 
gave her a job as simple as it was this time they actually mm-hmm. gave her a job <laughs> yeah but, um, so then we get the the interesting scene i think the the yes. kind of kicker at the end of this one right is because the the sisters did have their their stint in the clone wars was a connection to ahsoka and so this is kind of back to the everything ties together in star wars mm-hmm. which is i'm okay with i think you know it makes sense uh because they do have to be brought into the fold somehow and they have this uh communication with a mysterious figure in which they tell the figure because we don't know who it is uh Mm -hmm. you know we got the information but we also now know about a group of rebellious clones that might be of interest to you and so that's kind of the where we get left at the end of this episode they've done it two episodes in a row now yeah come on i don't know if that's meant to balance like the mystery maybe bad guy or not so you know like the the person that's that fennec is working for Mm -hmm. who's probably not a good guy and then this you know the the other side so uh but i i will well what i did was i wrote down the order because who who i think it is is not who at first i thought it was so i went through progression so there's th- three people if you don't mind that go for it kind of came together first i was wondering well i kind of i kind of dismissed it being ahsoka uh because i don't know if you read the ahsoka novel by ek johnston no um man this is such a father fett moment uh, <laughs> ah, good. Like, there's this novel that you know. Like, oh man, father had you know. Um, I didn't read them. No, but that I actually um, that was I think when I really got into in like about a year or so ago, I really got into this like digging into some of the novels more. That was one I actually read. Most of the other ones I did the audio book because my our library app for our local library you could get all these, and I was like they're free. It's wonderful, you know. And I can go through them much quicker because they're like audio dramas. But I actually read that one on my Kindle and it was a great story. It actually explained why her lightsabers are white in, uh, okay. in rebels, which was cool. I won't ruin that, but um, I think we, I think we ruined it on a previous episode of this show, but I, was <laughs> say, I think but, I remember yeah. having heard about it, but, <laughs> but long story short, I think if I remember correctly, the timeline of that, I, th- I think that takes place. I want to say about a year, probably not more than a year after like clone Wars season seven. And I, I think we're only a few, what are we, maybe a few weeks, months or something after Order 66 right now. Like, it's pretty close into that. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. Yeah. So so she, like a year after, and and, and that, that novel's canon, I think it was one of the first canon novels that they released, uh, just called Ahsoka uh, by E.K. Johnston. And it's, like I said, it's about a year after Clone Wars Season 7. So it's it's further down the timeline than this episode of, of Bad Batch mm-hmm. is taking place. And Ahsoka's very much like hidden and she has some interaction, I think, with Bale, if I remember correctly, but it's very limited and it and it's a slow development because she's she's trying to figure out and she's trying to stay hidden because Jedi are being killed and all that, which makes sense. So uh, so Ahsoka to me, she's not out there frontlining like Rebel Alliance stuff at this point. Um so first, I actually thought it might be Bale, because he's there kind of from the beginning. Then I kind of, with that, I was thinking maybe Saw, but... Oh, that's, that's a, that would be a tie-in to the show itself. Because yeah. he's, he's been in the episode, but, you know, I think it's Rex. And, and I, mm. I think it's Rex because, now I don't know why they would be in contact with Rex, but, Ahso- like, because their connection, the Martez sisters' connection was to Ahsoka. But I, and I don't recall, because they, didn't they split... Like they were, they were with her. I can't remember exactly how the transition worked. Where, like, Ahsoka teamed up with, oh my gosh, I just lost her name. 
Katie Sackhoff's going to kill me. I don't know her, but <laughs> but she's she said hi on our show and stuff before. No, um, oh for goodness sake, um, I'm not going to save you, <laughs> Bo-Katan. Yeah, thank you. Oh, you shouldn't. No, um, I'll get a Bo-Katan T-shirt or something just to pay you do penance for that. But um, but uh, you know, like she on the mission, if I remember correctly, weren't they were on um. Was it Obadiah? I think the mm-hmm. planet. I love that. Yeah. Just pick a pick a biblical prophet and name a planet after him. Yep. <laughs> but but on Obadiah, and that's of course that mission with the Martez sisters and all the chaos they're in, and that's where I, th- I think Bo-Katan oversees them, and then she links up with Ahsoka. And I don't remember exactly how they all parted. Yes, I don't remember if there was. Mm. So I, I'm not too clear if if we know. Maybe you do. I, I don't know how the Martez sisters factor into the alliance right now. But I, I don't think there's I don't think there's any knowledge of it. I think if most formal people, or yeah. Yeah, I think most people want it to be Ahsoka, but yeah. I, I am I'm with you. I don't think that yeah. she's gotten involved enough in the rebellion for right. that to be the case. And the and the and the, re, the main reason I thought Rex, quite frankly, not from anything I could see with the, the image or anything, I just thought doesn't she say something like, you know, uh like uh something about clone troopers or, or sort of like, um, she doesn't say renegade. I forget the word, but you know, um, you know, clone troopers, I thought you'd want to know. I I don't know. There's just something, maybe I'm reading too much into that, but like Rex would want to know that. Yeah. You know, that's a good point. He's one of the few who's not, cause it's what it's him and Wolf and Gregor, Mm -hmm. but we don't know if it's anyone else besides when cut, you know, who's off doing his thing, but it's not most of them. Right. You know, so I feel like they would want to know that. And since we know that, you know, Rex had interaction with them with, you know, the Bad Batch specifically. Right. In that season seven, I feel like I think they've even teased, isn't Haven't they just flat out said he is in here somewhere? I I don't know. I'm not watching spoilers or anything. I haven't watched any previews or. I can't imagine that he um, wouldn't be. And I but and I don't know that connecting them with Saw would be the right move. I could right. see connecting them with Rex, you know, like because they already had an interaction with Saw, but it wasn't like a really like, hey, let's be friends kind of right, one. You know, right. it's just yeah, yeah, interesting. So that's that's yeah, that's my guess. I don't know. Yeah, I I I was you know my my crew was like, oh okay, that's that's gonna be Ahsoka, right? And I was like, I well, I don't know. I don't I don't yeah. think that that fits the timeline correctly. But it, I also like the fact that we might get to see through the course of the rest of this um, series, how the rebellion actually gets started. Because that's one right. thing that was really neat in Rebels was you got to see the young rebellion, but you right. didn't get to see the rebellion start. And that's something they're right. starting to tease out here. And, and that'll be, it'll be interesting to see that all come together because it feels like that's kind of where they're yeah. moving. And you had a tiny bit of a, it was, I thought it was pr- cool back to solo again for just a second. I thought it was kind of cool that, they did float a little of that kind of midway of like a, a huge cash infusion into the rebellion from mm-hmm. none other than Han Solo, who just wants to just, you know, not, not, you know, become part of it, but, right. but a neat way to tie him in, but not really like, you don't like, they don't even say like, like Enfys Nest and them don't seem very mainline rebellion, but, but they're sympathetic, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, you're right. Like the very, the seedlings of it. Um, I mean, well, you know, it could be, um, oh my gosh, this is, this is a terrible night for remembering names. I didn't write that right down. It could be Mon Mothma. Uh, that's, that was my, that was my, is that was it yours? Okay. It was, was <laughs> Sorry, possibly yeah. Mon Mothma. Yeah. I wonder. And Cause it fits the clothing, like the little scrap it of clothing does, you get in the corner yeah. kind of fits her, her dressing uh, the way that she does sometimes. So 
I don't know. We'll see. It, it's an interesting, yeah. interesting puzzle to figure out. But I'm with you. I don't think this is Ahsoka. It's always been tough because like I was with Bale and with Mon Mothma because a lot of the books and stuff and like even in Rebels, like they do a good job of fitting them in and kind of showing them like working behind the scenes and stuff. But I've always just wondered. Like Palpatine's the mastermind, you know, what I mean, it doesn't mean mm-hmm. he's omniscient, but like he's not an idiot, you know, and, and he's got to have a, you know, he had to have been on to bail, you know? Well, I think that shows I, I think so, because that shows when he actually when they, that's the first target that they use for the Death Star. Right. right. And, and I think that's not it's not just that they had Leia in their hands it was that they knew that this was what was up but i think there's also some level of um as a mastermind he still does need some buy-in from prominent figures and bale was still a very prominent figure of the republic that if he was going along with what the empire was doing then that gives them some credence which seems kind of the way bale was playing things because that's why I've always wondered, like, this is this storyline right now is is we're what, like, you know, it's, what's the standard What 19 BBY here? You know, we've right. got and I'm thinking to myself, like, that's, you know, 20 years. So for Mon Mothma and for Bale, I mean, 20 years is a long time to be mm-hmm. in public in front of everybody and a subversive, you know, uh, rebel. And the the and the only person I feel like you could kind of compare that to is Palpatine. <laughs> Who's right. in the public eye for decades and is, is, you know, doing all this, this Sith stuff. So I guess you could say that, but it's like, yeah, I just, I, I've always wondered, like, how reasonable is it to really float? I mean, because it's, it's not, it's not like Mon Mothma and Bale are flat out pretending to be evil that whole time. Like, they, mm-hmm. they have this kind of goody two shoes kind of persona. And I feel like if you're Palpatine, the first people you have to be suspecting of right. leading a rebel alliance is Mon Mothma and Bail Organa. So I've always kind of wondered about I don't want to go down that rabbit hole too much, but I am curious, like, you know, when we talk about this show, like, who is it? Like, is it is it them or maybe it's because is it a main person or is it somehow like Rex or someone who's like just in a more immediate way like the Martez sisters, like they're not leaders in the Rebel Alliance. I think they're just they're trying to gather intel. They're trying to fight these small fights. I feel like it'd be cool to somehow see that they're linking up with like a, these like almost like cells, you know, right. I don't know. We'll just sort of see how that goes. Maybe. Well, maybe that makes, makes the most sense for it to be saw then for them to. Well, that's, yeah, connected that's with saw that too. somehow. That's because saw, I don't know. You, know, you can go so many different directions with it. That's oh, what yeah. it's, it's really great. And I don't really think it's good Bib Fortuna. No. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm probably right there. <laughs> probably right. <laughs> it would be so stupid. If it, I think if it was him, I'd be like, look, Matt Wood, I love you, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is like, come on. <laughs> uh, I feel bad. I didn't recognize his voice again. Like, I, you know, back to that for just a second. But I was like, I should have known that. Yeah. He's been <laughs> well, the, bib for he, longer than anybody now. <laughs> and he, he did he did that voice and he did the voice of the, the leader of the um, the slave traders. So oh, that's right. He was yeah. he was both of them, which was and, and it was driving us crazy because we were trying to figure out who, who was who was what. And I mean, I knew I knew it was Bib. I, I was OK saying that it was Bib Fortuna, but like I, I was yep. still trying to, on the fence about who was playing the, the leader of the slave traders. Oh, my gosh. so finally we yeah. had to look it up in the end. And my wife was very yeah. disappointed because she was like, I don't know who Matt Wood is. And I'm like, that's that's all right. <laughs> that's that's for the just, that's for like the the, the too much nerd Star you Wars. Make nerds. It, you make it like completely more unhelpful. You're like, here, I'll show you. And you just go to like the end credits at the end of Mandalorian right. season two. That's Matt exactly Wood. that's Matt Wood. Well, OK, that doesn't 
okay. <laughs> I like that when people are trying who are, like it is funny like for the people who aren't there you know some some of that challenge for people who want to be a fan but they can't follow all of it too you know what I mean so then they yeah. Cause I'll explain, like I'll show my wife, or I'll show somebody like, Oh yeah, that's this character. And then you show return of the Jedi. And then they're like, but that was, that was like 40 years ago. Like, it's a different actor. And this is a prequel and this is a sequel. And it's like, Oh yeah. And All I just laugh. Like, well, it is, makes sense. Yeah. It's like, it makes sense. Like, yeah. If you, are you for like 30 years? Yeah, you've been like, keeping up with it the whole time and like reading all the stuff and playing the RPG. And so, yeah, there's there's something for everybody for yeah. sure. Well, I just I just love the moment this week where they're like, no, 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 dad, that's the that's the sisters that were right. Like, and they're, they're like yeah. explaining it to me the way I'm always explaining stuff to them. And I'm like, uh huh. All right. It, it has come full yes. circle. This, this is working. You know, the student oh has become the master. <laughs> So do, do you think like what do you I'm just curious what do you think they're going to do with Wrecker with uh, and I don't mean to I don't know if, I, if you had another thing you wanted to go to here but I, cause no. I was just wondering because we talked about him a little bit earlier but I was just curious what you think about like what we might see with how far they'll go with him because I think the big question I have and I've heard a lot of people asking is what's the difference between like the the inhibitor chip the inhibitor chips direct relationship to like just Jedi slaughtering. Versus if mm-hmm. you're in a day-to-day situation where there are none of them. Like, does it make you... Like, what does it do other than that? I, I think that's a big question mark I have. Yeah. Well, I think we're seeing that it's it's more than just a one-time... Yeah. Uh, you know, it was there for that one-time instance, particularly. Right. But that it was more than just that. Because, you know, Crosshair is definitely good soldiers follow orders. Yeah. And so this is a mantra now that we're seeing can overtake the regular everyday ability of the clone to I'm, control themselves. I'm wondering if should, should we like start like a, maybe there's already one out there, a hashtag, like hashtag what is order 66? Cause now, yeah, I'm like, mm. cause yeah, that's a good, cause I hadn't even thought of it. Cause it's, that's the only order he gives, you know, I mean, that's right? the one that kicks the thing off, but like, what's the sub route or like, what's the whole that's you know, a set good of question. instructions? Is it just kill all the Jedi? I mean, that's the only context we had before, but is it, kill all the jedi and turn into a complete robotic follow orders you know because I, I think you know tarkin clearly already like this has all been discussed like he he's ready to go with all of this mm-hmm. and i feel like clearly like i feel like step one is is eliminate the jedi but step two seems to be there, there seems to be a, a further step past step two or three or whatever to where we phase out clone troopers and they're right. no more a thing and now we have a you know, cheaper, more galaxy wide, you know, uh, recruit force like we talked about before. Right. Or maybe they've outlived their usefulness. Maybe that's what Order 66 yeah. is, right? This is the decommissioning. And they're. Yeah, know, that's I wonder. what it was. It's like, OK, we need them. We need to make sure that they are unfailingly loyal. At yeah. This particular point. Right. But that's actually damaging to it's their grand finale of. kind of. Right. Yeah. And so it's that, you know, we're pushing the button, we're blowing everything up, we need right. to start again now. So, that, I mean, again, another another nail in the coffin of the clones. That's why uh, Tarkin wants to move on to something new. And there is some cool stuff because they do, you know, they have, um, I don't remember what all in, but I've, I feel like I've come across in a couple of uh, canon novels references to closer to original trilogy timeline with Stormtroopers where you get an oddball like like an older sergeant major type guy or like and some of the younger guys even make fun of him and stuff but he's still like a clone trooper who's still hanging on 
Mm-hmm. You know, so they're they have established that, that there's still a few of them still around up to the time of the original trilogy, but not many. You know, it's it's right. like only if they're you know, I mean, like so. So, for example, like if if someone like Crosshair maybe is a good soldier following orders, you know what I mean? He's just following that programming and he's still physically viable. It's like, well, yeah, keep him around. Um, but they're not, you know, we're not making more of them. <laughs> right. You know, and they've already kind of established that. Yeah. Maybe some of them didn't get broken by order 66. Yeah. I mean, you got to figure it's got to wreak havoc with your system to suddenly be turned into a complete autonomous or a non-autonomous unit where you are now following whatever the orders are of this thing. And, um, I mean, the PTSD would just be, uh, and, and we're not separate from that in this world. We've seen some characters that have already suffered a lot. I mean, there's some of the, some of the clones that even escaped the order 66, you see in them that there's, there's some brokenness there that, uh, is definitely a result of what they've seen and what they've been a part of. And I almost wonder for someone like Rex, if it's more in, maybe in a more intense, but it's a different kind of intense than even for someone like Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. You know, or or, or Obi Wan, or you know, so you have these. And, well, not that there was an elitism, but it was very much. It was like the clones. You know, they were the fighting force for the Jedi. You know, and it's it's not not saying that the Jedi had a cannon fodder attitude towards them. Some of them did, you know, but but that there's this. Um, you know, these guys went rogue. You know, someone like Obi Wan and, and Ahsoka are. I think obviously they're more personally affected by the betrayal of Anakin than the betrayal of the clones from programming. And I feel like Rex would probably be more, more hurt, (laughs) more affected by the clones, you know, who he is one of, I mean, like they're not just brothers, they're genetically identical. Like it's gotta be, you know, that's a really interesting thing to ponder Rex's processing of that. Right. And to see like, you know, since Rex is free of this, to see him coming back to try and, uh, try and find well, because I mean, you got to figure they can't just it can't just be a one and done, right? Like you you did order sixty six. Now go back to being whichever way you were, because that would really mess you up. Like I just killed this person that I've been fighting beside for years, and now there's no more control over me. Yeah, I'm gonna turn. <laughs> this is immediately, right. I'm gonna turn around and the gun's gonna come back at you too. So yeah, yeah. it's got to be deeper than just that. That's I like that the, the hashtag. You know what is order sixty six? Yeah, w- right. I'm I'm really <laughs> curious now. That'd be a fun. We we could do a whole episode on that with right? the whole crew. That'd be a fun one to add to the list. <laughs> be interesting to see. I'm curious now. Yeah. Alrighty. Any final thoughts for this episode? I I loved it. The, the this doesn't specifically have to do with this, but just as far as like the the progression of of the season, I'm I gotta say I I'm open to. I hope I'm wrong on this, but I am. I'm still one of these people. And I think a lot of us probably are. I I want there to be some. Some clone or um, uh, bad batch Grogu connection. And I don't really know. I, I don't know. I mean, it's not impossible, but I mean, it's unless they have him hidden really well at the Jedi Temple for weeks or months. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's already out of there. Um, he might be out, but they but might still have to save him from still, something, right? Because, yeah, we don't, we, we, all, all Ahsoka said in season two was that, you know, he was raised in the Jedi Temple and then there was a time of darkness, you know, and then he's found. And I'm like, well, okay, well done. Cause that didn't tell us anything about 
like 40 years of history or 30 years, whatever. Cause you know, when, when Mando finds him, what, you know, how is he there? Who, you know, and there's a <laughs> why, lot of time in between, <laughs> right? I mean, that's an enormous decades, literally of time between him being saved from the Jedi temple and that. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I mean, people have brought up, like it could be explored the Obi-Wan show. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have the puppet. That'd be cool. Cause it right. would actually have it be him, which would be neat. Maybe a little younger. So anyway, that's, you know, I don't know if they'd be concerned that that would steal the show. Mm. Just because he's because he's baby Yoda. Right. <laughs> you know, and that that is a crossover. Well, there are, but I there feel are like, so many people that are so concerned about, oh, it can't all tie together. It's like, well, right. I mean, and it's know. like, well, it, but it literally does. It, it does almost almost in an annoying way. So no, no, it's good. It's good. I love it. So, yeah, no, I'm just I'm looking forward to Friday. <laughs> all right. Yeah. You know, and uh have we heard anything about any, you know, doubling up or anything? Or are we just basically meant to believe that this is going to every Friday for like 16 weeks or 15, whatever it is? I, I, I haven't mean, heard, I heard about 15 any episodes schedule. or. Yeah. Yeah. I that's, never. That's that's what I've heard, too. And so my kids are like, yeah. wait, so there's like 10 more weeks of this. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, it's it's and by like, far the longest run. You know, yeah, it'll last us almost so all the way until the next one that comes out. Right. Which is. Uh, yeah. The Book of Fett. Yeah, and I don't know. I think they said that was supposed to be around like the holiday season, but I don't remember if there was. I heard rumors, of course, you know, um, of uh, trying to squeeze another thing in in between those two. But I, but I don't mm. think that would. I don't know if that would work because the only other thing they've got. I think the only other thing they're actively like making right now is the Andor series, right? I believe I think that's so. underway. But well, I know that's going to be like doing twelve the episodes. One. Yeah, they're doing the Kenobi one right. too, but that's, I mean, that's, but that's for like next year. Yeah, that's a good, I think so, but I haven't seen any release date on, uh, on Andor. So I, I, I mean, in theory, if this, if this ended like mid to the end of August, you, you know, you would have enough time if uh book of Fett's not coming out to like around Christmas time, you'd have enough time in there to squeeze in a 12 episode run of Andor, but I don't know if that would be too much or if they get fatigue or. I would love new Star Wars every week forever. Know, right? That's not it, but it's Just it's keep, keep it yeah. going. <laughs> it is nice to have some anticipation though, too. I guess. Yeah. But. Well, no, that I, I'm loving the the weekly release is fantastic because it gives you time to kind of digest the episode before you go to the next one. I think if they just dropped them all at once, it would be annoying because it, I would feel like I needed to hit them all on the first weekend, and I would hate it because I would like you know, especially if it's like. Like this one, where right. it's eight hours worth of uh, worth of a series, <laughs> I would watch all eight hours because I would not want any of it spoiled, <laughs> and I would not enjoy it as much. <laughs> it's so interesting. We'll see where that goes, but I mean, that's clearly what Marvel's doing too. With I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, WandaVision, Falcon, Loki coming out soon. Right. You know, at the time of this that's recording. Sweet. So Yay. yeah, <laughs> I know. I told my wife, I was like, "Hun, we got another new show to watch next week." She's like, <laughs> "Yes." Yeah. I, I, that's that. That's a whole other thing. But that's uh, not to jump universes but that i think that's the one i'm the most looking forward to so far from them so i'm excited about it i was really surprised by falcon winter soldier but yeah yeah, i'm they're doing great stuff i'm really i'm really happy with the way things are coming out on disney plus what i love is being a high school teacher it's so fun seeing like the the kids trying to grapple with especially when mandalorian was was new you know um or just coming out like them like oh, i can't stand that it's coming out like i gotta wait till the next week and i'm just like <laughs> like if you, only you guys knew. have no yeah i was like <laughs> it's and, I, and i'm like no here's why it's awesome and i'm giving them the whole history lesson of like this is what tv used to be and it made you wait and it made you talk to your friends and it, it was just like and they're like oh, i guess 
but I still want to binge it. I was like, fair enough. You, you wait a few weeks and then you can and do then it. You can, then you get to do that. Yeah. Right. Just wait until it's that, done. That's exactly it. what Dallas Jenkins said with the chosen. Cause he was talking about the same thing. One of his, you know, with, with releases on that. Cause it's not, they're releasing them as soon as they come out. And he was like, if you want to binge them all, wait a couple of months and then just watch them all. I said, yeah, that's true. You're going to have to wait somewhere, you know, you either have to wait for them to be able to load them all or, you know, so, but yeah, yeah well, I'm looking if forward you, to if they do load them all. You got to watch them as soon as you can, because otherwise everybody's going to talk That's about the... it and then you're done. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, I don't have anything else to add. I just it's it's been great. I'm, I'm loving this, you know, so far. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, that's it from us. Uh, what did you think about this episode of The Bad Batch? Uh, be sure to email us or comment on our Facebook or Twitter page and let us know. You can email us any feedback at starwars at sqpn.com and find StarQuest on Facebook at facebook.com slash starquestmedia. We're also on Twitter at SQPN. Also, be sure to subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. Uh, Be sure to keep up with us and make sure to share the show with anybody that you think might be even remotely interested in Star Wars, because that's how we get more listeners. To find previous episodes of Secrets of Star Wars, please visit sqpn.com slash Star Wars. Thanks again for joining me tonight, Mike Creevy nice having you thanks so much (laughs) and once again i'm thomas senherho thank you for listening to the secrets of star wars on starquest